Hey guys, so as you might know, we recorded these episodes quite a while ago. We started in April, uh, a world away. Um, so we're kind of ahead of everything that's happening in the world. Um, in terms of reactions, we wanted to make sure that we were getting your reactions in real time. So we're putting this in in post. Uh, just want to uh, shout out to Meredith Salvatore Goldstein for our first five-star review on uh, Apple Podcasts. Um, I'm going to read that right now. Vampire Diaries Perfection. Thank you, thank you, thank you. This Empire Diaries content has inspired a rewatch and joyful talks with friends during stressful times. We are all very interested in the commentary on Mr. Ian. Uh, this show features very funny hosts and is great for fans of the show. Uh, thank you, Meredith. Uh, you guys have anything to say about that? That's so sweet. Uh, that's really nice to hear that it's inspired nice conversations with people and their friends. I just got incredibly gooey on the episode we were recording about uh, how much I adore you guys and how nice this has been to make uh, in a tough world. So that's really nice to hear. <laughs> it's super sweet. And I just want to say thank you for using Mr. Ian. <laughs> yeah, the bits are uh, catching on, baby. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and we also got another uh, comment on uh, the SoundCloud for the Televoid, uh, just from uh, a user B Sims. Uh, she said, "This is fantastic, lol." And I'm completing my own rewatch. Yeah, we've inspired like a bunch of people to do rewatches, and some people are doing Netflix party watches as well. Yeah, which rules. I love that. Uh, yeah, watch stuff on Netflix party with your friends. It rules. <laughs> yeah, it really, it really does. And uh, again, this is what is helping us uh, in these times. These sucky times uh, where J.K. Rowling can get bent. <laughs> Black lives do matter. Yeah, please, please sign petitions and donate if you're able to. Yeah, yeah if you if you can't protest, uh, if you can't donate, you can sign petitions. And uh, you know, if you're white, listening is not optional on this stuff. And if yeah. you're anyone, really. <laughs> yeah. Again, it's it's weird that because we recorded these a while ago. Again, we were still like in the pandemic, but uh, everything's going on. Just wanted to also make clear. Yes, uh, we know what's going on in the world. We care about that. And we do hope you enjoy the podcast. Obviously, it's very goofy, but we do talk about like the important issues that the show either addresses or com- does not address and we need to address. So, Yeah, and um, stay safe out there, gang. <laughs> stay safe, guys. Stay safe. Stay amped. Stay thank horny. Thank you for listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you so much. We love you. Keep uh, the comments and the, the five-star reviews coming. Uh, we will keep the bits coming, whether you like them or not. <laughs> yeah, let us know which ones you like. <laughs> yeah. I don't think at the point uh, when <laughs> that we are right now in the episodes dropping, we are at the bit about the D, at least <laughs> as much as we become. So get ready, get ready for that one, you guys. <laughs> yeah, get ready for people to want the D. Yeah. Buckle up. <laughs> <laughs> buckle up, baby. And uh, buckle up for Jill's change of heart for certain characters. Oh, oh boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got the receipts, you guys. You got the receipts. So, uh, yeah. Stay, stay amped. Hello, and welcome to the Empire Diaries. We know the risk, but we had to podcast. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Latoya Ferguson. I'm Morgan Ludich. And I'm Jill Dayfield. 
And today we are talking about episodes 9 and 10 of season 1, History Repeating and The Turning Point, uh, better known as the first two episodes with Matt Davis as Alaric Saltzman. Woo! Very big fan. Uh, let's just get right to it. Jill, what do you think of Alaric Saltzman, or call him Rick? Um, well, he's Warner to me, and he will always be Warner. Yes. Um, I'm just going to say up front that Alaric is not going to stick in my brain. Um, what about Rick? Mm-hmm. I could probably do Rick. Mm-hmm. You, you say that now, but like you'll remember that he's Alaric. <laughs> if you say so. But I have a hard time with character names, which is why I give them separate names. Mm. Okay. <laughs> so Rick, he is the new history teacher, which means he's the new Civil War teacher at Mystic Falls High School. Yes, our, our new uh, Civil War expert. Uh, I was so excited to see him. He explains his name for a very long time as his introduction. I guess because they felt that it was a very weird name from the books. But um, yeah, it seems like a Hermione, Hermy one situation where they felt like we really need to go into detail on this. How did you guys say Hermione? I mean, as a child, because I was very young when I first read the books, I like I was reading it as Hermy one. I mean, I'd never heard the name Hermione. That was nothing to me. Right. I I read it as Hermoine. And to be fair... <laughs> My first grade teacher read it to us, and that's what she said. Really? She, she broke you. Yeah, and I was like, fuck. For like, later when I found out, I was so pissed. I was like, a lot of really fucked us up here. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I realized until the movies, because like, again, when would I have heard Hermione ever spoken? Yeah, I used to, when I was reading it, I called her Hermione. Mm. Yeah. Which, incorrect. I mean, they have her pronounce it really uh, phonetically in Goblet of Fire, but at that point, we all knew. <laughs> Just another way J.K. Rowling let us down. <laughs> um, so, Jill, this is your first time watching these episodes. How did you feel about them? Especially that cliffhanger at the end of The Turning Point. Man! <laughs> <laughs> I love cliffhangers, but now I just want to keep going. <laughs> Come to the right show. But yeah, big fan of these episodes. Love the new character, um, Warner. I already forgot his name, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Um, but I will say that as soon as he was writing his name, mm. I had a massive Tumblr flashback and was like, I know this name. I know something about him, but I can't pinpoint it. I just... <laughs> At first, I was like, oh, he's a werewolf. And then I was like, wait, he has a ring. No, he's a vampire. And I'm still kind of lost, but I'm I'm sure that'll be solved in, like, the next three, if not sooner. <laughs> yeah, it definitely seems like he's something. <laughs> uh, obviously, we're going to make you wait two whole months to watch the next episode, like we had to when it originally aired. <laughs> of course. It's tradition. <laughs> um, I remember watching these episodes as they aired. Uh, I was into Alaric because you know Matt Davis is an attractive man he's Warner obviously but he had, he had been on damages also you know damages oh, okay. damages <laughs> only like in two episodes but still it counts as him having been on damages I'm like it's weird that Matt Davis is on damages honestly mm-hmm. yeah and then he yeah, five episodes uh so yeah and then he showed up on Vampire Diaries like that was the next show he did after damages actually so oh, wow okay yeah <laughs> he was doing well 
him and Timothy Oliphant. Uh, Oliphant's like, I'm going to do the show called Justified. And Maddie D is like, I'm doing the Vampire Diaries. I'm a Lorik. <laughs> Maybe you heard of him. <laughs> and look, who made the better choice? Hard to say. Um, <laughs> um, all I know is I've watched uh, all eight seasons of the Vampire Diaries several times. And I've only made it through a couple episodes of Justified. Oh, wow. <laughs> Um, which I'm sure is entirely my problem, but um, I uh, I love uh, Matt Davis on this show. I love Alaric. Um, I have a, a I, I think this is a really fun character, and I was very excited to get uh, Jill's take. I really really like his attitude. That whole scene was uh, Tyler's dad. Was that Tyler's dad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, chef's kiss. Loved it. Like fuck that guy. It is great because he's just like completely unamused and it's like so it's it's a it's a nice change of pace because all of the guys like run kind of hot and are like I don't know like masculine in ways that can be kind of annoying like Stefan can be overly broody and tortured and Damon can be overly impulsive and shitty and Alaric just shows up and is like hey what's up I'm an adult. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm uh, uninterested in making children fight uh, for <laughs> and uh, I have no desire to punish a kid who recently lost his parents and it seems like this Jenna gal is great like <laughs> just shows up and has all the right takes and uh, you gotta love it let's see how long uh, Rick is mature though <laughs> Oh yeah, I don't know. It's it, it won't. It certainly won't last forever. But it's <laughs> nice for now. <laughs> and also, like I would say, his immaturity is not as bad as other men's immaturity. But he has some moments that are pretty bad. Yep. <laughs> Long series gotta have conflict to have drama. <laughs> and the turning point. Uh, we were saying before uh, the podcast how we had to wait, you know, two months uh, when it aired after that cliffhanger with Elena seeing the. the uh, Stefan's one picture of Catherine and being like, what the fuck? Guys, I I honestly forgot that we had to, like, get that part of the plot. I forgot that they were identical until that very moment, and I was like, oh, shit, wait a minute. It's like, yeah, they have a major problem still they need to deal with. It's so great because this show is so dense with, like, secrets and MacGuffins and all of this stuff that they will be able to play beats like that over and over again, we'll be like, oh, right, this, like, huge bomb has yet to be dropped on this person. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's very fun. (laughs) I mean, we're so excited. They had sex to, like, a terrible song. They were not not afraid. (laughs) I I did find myself singing along to that song at one point, which does tell you I've seen that scene a couple times. (laughs) I love that terrible, terrible song, and we'll probably sing it when we get to it when, when we're discussing that episode, because it's so bad. And I, I think about it often. <laughs> yeah. Song-wise, I'm like, Stefan and Elena have some rough, like, with the gravity cue, which, at the, again, at the time was great, but now in retrospect, um, has been irony poisoned. And this, it's a bit tough. She does not want to be afraid, you guys. That's just all I'm but saying. always have never say never, so it's fine. Yes, that's actually still very good. Still rules. Um... I will say that I have a new addition to my notes Ooh. where I now have a cry count <laughs> Ooh. to see how many times I cry. <laughs> Ooh. When'd you cry? I cried at her little speech and then they kissed. Oh. Oh. 
<laughs> I got a little misty. The speech is so good. I'm so happy that you liked that. Listen, I try and play like whatever, but ooh, I love a good romantic scene like that. <laughs> Sucker Aww. for it. Uh, good. Again, you have come to the right show. Um, <laughs> see, I have uh, been keeping track, of course, of Jeremy's hair, and it's like in the in between where I don't want to call it hairstyle number four, but it's like so close to being hairstyle number four, and it switches very quickly. And I'm just trying try to keep on top of that. That's what I'm focusing on. Three and a half, if you will. Yeah, we're at three and a half at this point. Yeah. Well, it seemed like in the turning point, he had a nice like emo waft going. You know. Are we going to count that as four? Because I'm fine with counting it as four. Let's do it. Okay. We're at four, you guys. <laughs> Episode 10, we're at four hairstyles for Jeremy Gilbert. Please update the Jeremy's hair count to four, those of you listening at home. Let's go through the episodes. Uh, episode nine, history repeating. Uh, I wrote in my notes, you know it's a dream because they're not in history class and they're not learning about the Civil War. That's That, that was the key. I wrote the same fucking thing. I wrote <laughs> Civil War class question mark. <laughs> I guess it was math, but it was like talking about the sun. It's talking about like shadow calculating. It was like witchcraft class. And I was like, all right, guys, come on. Stop showing off. Just show them in Civil War class like you know you want to. Now that Alaric is here, I will finally get a Civil War class again. Finally. Bonnie is dreaming. Before, remember, we left her in the woods, you know, in the cemetery. But yeah, she's dreaming. She starts, she sees Emily, you know, Bianca Lawson. Mm-hmm. And she follows her from school to the cemetery. Emily's all, please help me. I'm Emily. You know that. Emily's a little sassy bitch. Mm-hmm. And then Bonnie wakes up. But twist, she has not woken up. Then she wakes up again on the on the ground. Yep. Outside. <laughs> In the cemetery. Classic. Uh, classic Bonnie. Emily is so dramatic. Yeah, Emily, like, be calm. Like, if you just told Bonnie what was happening, she probably would still freak out, but it, you know, might save us some time. <laughs> Honestly, Emily really could have just told Bonnie what was happening and it would have made it so much easier than everything she did. Literally everything she did. Yeah, everything she did definitely made things fully worse. But uh, but look, we stand a dramatic queen. Uh, we love her. <laughs> Caroline is very upset with Bonnie still, and she's letting Elena know because of the ugly uh, crystal thievery. And I love her. I love her so much. Um, she's being uh, kind of a dick here, and she's being petty. But to be fair to her, like, her brain is really being scrambled by Damon, like, still. Because, um, you know, we'll see him compel her again this episode, which uh, sucks. But um, there is one bright spot in her life, and that is that she's, you know, saying hey to uh, Maddie Blue Eyes. Uh, Jill, you have seemed to really turn a corner on Matt Donovan. Would you like to speak on that? Oh, he's such a sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've turned so quickly. I I really like him. Yay. <laughs> He's so dumb, but I love him. We were so opposed to him at first, and we're like, what is, what's happening here? <laughs> Just coming in strong with the hot takes. <laughs> so, history class, and we get a little sweet friend moment where Elena, like, silently asks Bonnie, are you okay? And poor Bonnie just shrugs, because she is not okay. <laughs> oh, Bonnie. And this is where we get Alaric's uh, long introduction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> call me Rick. Uh, we l- I love to tell children to call me by my first name when I'm their teacher. 
I mean, he likes them to call him by his first name. He likes to have cool handshakes with them. He does. I I uh, got very active in the chat when um, Lark gave Jeremy like a like like high five, slap the back of the hand, fist bump, handshake at the grill. <laughs> I was like, we don't have time to coordinate that. Seriously. Are we to believe he does this with everyone and that's a normal way that the kids are greeting each other now and Alaric knows that because he's cool? But I was Jeremy's age at the time <laughs> this was happening. I knew that didn't happen. <laughs> I mean, did you have a cool teacher like Alaric Saltzman? Hmm. Did I have a cool teacher like Alaric Saltzman? Um, none of my teachers asked me to call them by their first name or did several redacted things i can't say while jill's on the <laughs> podcast oh man very excited for whatever that is it's it's not like a, a teacher fucking a student thing that's not what's happening he oh. would not do that he is a good a, a, we we like him <laughs> he still does very stupid things he does stupid things it's mostly like underage drinking level things <laughs> <laughs> the show has decided is not a problem and is fine when you are sad, you can allow the teens to drink. When you're sad, you can give kids brown liquor and it's fine. <laughs> what? Are they like in 11th grade? 10th grade? They're juniors right now, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. They can drink. Because like, the way they play with time, like every season's going to be like half a school year for the first four, I think. Yes, that is yeah. correct. Oh, wow. Okay. Moving quickly. <laughs> At least we don't pretend they're sophomores, so. Thank goodness. I know, because, yeah, um, I, a, friend, a friend of mine is watching Glee for the first time right now, and I uh, am shocked by how little she knows about it, and um, and not in a, that's not a condescending take, like, good for her, uh, but um, she, I, when I told her, I was like, yeah, every year is a school year. She was like, that's shocking. Well, they also play with how old all of these kids are you would assume they're the same age at first and then that is not the case mm-hmm. yeah like they're actually like darren chris is older than them and then he is younger than all of them it's fine glee was a bad show you guys you don't gotta relitigate glee right now because if we do <laughs> i will derail the entire podcast i'm sure we, we can do like another hour just talking about glee right yeah you guys have timer i would not be able to add much to that <laughs> God, you should be happy we didn't like demand you watch Glee with us. I watched the first season. Yay! <laughs> you lucky bitch. As Leah Michelle's number one fan, I have seen the entire series. I mean, some people would argue that you're not Leah Michelle's number one fan, but okay. I would strongly disagree with that. Those people. <laughs> I would ask if they have both of her solo albums. Jill, how do you feel about Leah Michelle? Uh, she was in a new movie recently, right? Same time as <laughs> Christmas, uh, as she was an ABC original Christmas movie. Did <laughs> I take a very big edible and watch that movie and have like a breakdown? Absolutely, I did. <laughs> okay, I guess we have to get back to talking about Vampire Diaries. So I'll make a smooth transition by saying. Uh, Jenna Ushkowitz dated TV's Michael Trevino for numerous years. Ooh. I forgot about that. Good for her. I was given her autobiography, which is entitled Choosing Glee. <laughs> it was on my shelf somewhere. 
Anyway, the uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do an even smoother segue. Uh, meanwhile, back at the Salvatore Manor, uh, the boys start a very good bit, like fully like an episode of great bits, where they do this thing where they pretend to be each other. Great, they should have done it more. Always, who is the better mimicker of the two? I mean, I think Paul Wesley is like doing a more earnest Damon in an attempt to make fun of him. Whereas like Ian Summerhalder's whole bit is that Damon would do a very bad and exaggerated Stefan to make fun of him. Yes. And it's great. And I would argue that both of them are wonderful, regardless of the quality of the impression. <laughs> yeah, because Paul is doing Damon's eye thing mm-hmm. and Damon's just doing a lot of Damon, blah, blah, blah. He's doing a lot of that. Yeah, at one point he just says, you're so mean. <laughs> and uh, I laugh very hard. <laughs> yeah, it's good. And Paul Wesley's after there. My notes, it says, the boys pretend to be each other. And then there's a bullet under it that says, and I ascend to a higher plane. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where we're at. I have had, you guys, I've had some pink alcohol on this evening. And I'm pretty stoked about it. If you cannot tell by everything that I'm saying. <laughs> I'm trying to read my notes. Yeah, my next scene I have is Elena and Bonnie uh, yeah. about ghosts. I wrote cemetery equals old fells church because as I noted after these two episodes, the fells apparently own everything in the stamp town. Including the dang news. <laughs> they own warehouses. They own churches. They own the news. And, like, Caroline wants to be a broadcast journalist. You can't with the fells around. Yeah, I mean, yeah, good luck. A Forbes in this town? That's why Lizzie was, like, mocking her. Because she's like, no, you become a cop. You're a Forbes. <laughs> that is genuinely so funny. I wish that I wish that they were all locked in like that. Um, I have also in my notes, uh, Bonnie Talks Magic refuses the call. Oh, this is that scene where she is talking about magic fully openly and Elena is continuing to keep the fact that Stefan and Damon are vampires a secret. Yeah, I'm like, Bonnie tells Elena everything and Elena tells her nothing. (laughs) Which is, you know, unequal in terms of uh, quality of friends there. But I guess she's trying to protect Bonnie. This is where I should chime in that yesterday I saw a tweet because I was like looking for a Vampire Diaries tweets from, you know, from people I follow. But before I got to that, it was people I don't follow. And the first tweet was basically, it was a picture, like a screenshot of Elena. And it's like greater than, and it was a screenshot of Bonnie and Caroline. But like all the replies and like tweets in response were basically a bunch of like stuff insulting Bonnie. And basically about how her, none of her sacri- sacrifices were that big of a deal or important. And I'm just like, you're all a bunch of racists. Like, no one was really insulting Caroline, even despite the fact she was in the picture, too. I'm like, wonder why. Yep. I recently saw uh, Elena, like, in a, uh, like, an, on a tweet of, like, a protagonist that ruined shows by sucking. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, get out of here. People are online having bad opinions. And uh, that's not cool. <laughs> We're going to fight them all. And, and you can quote me on that. <laughs> Jill, what do you think about th- these crazy people saying these crazy things? I mean, bad takes. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I have to say about that. <laughs> Terrible takes. 
you're you're still high on uh all of these characters, right? All these uh these three friends. Oh yeah, the only characters I don't like, which is not going to be a hot take, um is Tyler and Logan Fell. Yeah, and, so, and Logan like, Fell doesn't count. He's dead now. We're good. <laughs> hey, but we thought he died like a few episodes ago, and he's back. <laughs> this time he's really dead. He got staked by a lark. He won't die. Yes, enjoy never seeing him again. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm so excited to never see him again. Me as well. Um, the next scene I have is the Jeremy and Alaric scene. Yes, Tanner had a jackass file because Tanner's a jackass. It's truly so funny that this show's like, remember Tanner? He was a real asshole. <laughs> um, he offered Jeremy extra credit. Uh, he says, do an essay, write about something local, and make it sing. <laughs> Good uh, inspirational teacher nonsense. And surprisingly, it doesn't end up being about the Civil War, even though, like, he learned stuff about the Civil War. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be about the Mayflower, according to Jenna. Yeah, but he got interested in a certain kind of diary. <laughs> I wonder what kind. Uh, but also during the scene, we see Alaric's garish family ring. Steve mm-hmm. looks familiar. We've seen a few family rings in this show, haven't we? We have indeed. <laughs> what do you think about that, Joe? Joe obviously noted that, so. I noted it, and I have it in my notes. Warner has a ring. Um, <laughs> but I feel like they're like trying to throw us off, you know, especially when he goes to talk uh, to Jenna, mm-hmm. and he's like waiting for an invite, and she's like, oh, I'm not going to let you in. I'm like, they're, they're playing it too easy, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you know, they haven't said anything. They've just kind of, like, implied. Right. So I feel like that's why he's not a – I mean, I, he's probably a vampire, but I want to believe that he's not. And they're just, like, you know, throwing some, like, ha-has <laughs> at you. Okay. Well, at the risk of not spoiling anything, I say we should segue into the next scene, which I have uh, another Matt and Caroline Hayes scene. <laughs> They're cute. Caroline has a line that I love so much where he's like, what's wrong with Hay? And she just yells at him. It reeks of awkward subtext, <laughs> which is a gift. He's just like, that's what I said to you every day since the first grade. <laughs> Car- Caroline puts her foot in her mouth and um, Matt is a little bit of a dick, but it's kind of fair. Yeah, they, uh, our kids are, uh, thing is, like, they're both very vulnerable people. He, you know, she says, you, you know, you bailed on me and snuck out the window. And he's like, yeah, because your mom, the sheriff, like, got home and I didn't want her to find me in your bed. And she's like, whatever, you suck, bye. Yeah, Max, like, the sheriff, who you will one day be. <laughs> As we are all doomed to our fates. I guess uh, that means that Matt will just be like a, a going out with some guy named what's what's his mom's boyfriend's name? Is it Pete? Yeah, Matt's gonna end up with some trucker named Pete. Mm, well, who's to say? <laughs> um, the next scene I have is uh, Seven and Elena uh, meeting meeting outside the school again. Again, Seven, go to school if you're gonna go to school. Like, is there a teacher that's just like, Stefan Salvatore has not been to my class in two weeks, but I keep seeing him in the parking lot. (laughs) See, Tanner would have been that teacher, but he's dead now. Good fucking riddance. 
Um, uh, Elena has a good line in the scene where she says, a simple I didn't kill my brother text would have sufficed, which we adore her for. And uh, Stefan gets super angel in this scene and says to Elena when she gets mad at him, it's easier if you hate me. It's (laughs) God, Stefan. He's like, he's not lying to her anymore besides like the one big lie that uh, Elena learns about. Um, but he's still bad at communicating. He is. And, like, I, I think that this show does a good job at, like, dealing with, like, the angel and the twilight of it all. Like, there's always this, like, refusing the call step in these supernatural romances where the, like, broody boy is like, we, uh, we can't be together. Um, I can't be around you. It's not safe. And it's always very annoying. And uh, I think the show... Is, this is the episode where they, the, the set of two episodes where they deal with that a ton. And it's so great because, um, you know, like Elena has so much agency and she's just mm-hmm. like, annoyed here, which I think is so fair. She keeps calling out how stupid it is every time he says it. And, and you, you know, you get it. We've seen the stakes. Like, Damon is terrible and dangerous. Um, and, the life is complicated and like there's a lot of risks to dating a vampire in mystic falls uh but you know elena's going in relatively clear-eyed and that's kind of the point that she makes by the end of the episode but um yeah this is a good it's a fun scene that they play the tropes very well <laughs> also at school damon is trying to get the crystal back from bonnie again and, you know, he obviously he can't nick it off of her because it will burn him. And then he says something that is surprising. He's like, believe it or not, Bonnie, I want to protect you. He knows that she's being haunted by Emily. He knows who Emily is. Uh, it's a good scene. And he opens her door for her. And it's very cute. Bonnie Damon over here. <laughs> One scene and I'm in. <laughs> Guys, their faces get close. <laughs> yeah, Ian and Kat have a lot of chemistry. And it's upsetting. <laughs> I would like more of it more immediately if the if the racist vampire diaries fans find out we're saying this oh we're gonna get some tweets honestly send them my way i'll fight they especially hate this pairing of course of course well they're wrong (laughs) just add fuel to the fire damon does call bonnie my little witch in this scene (laughs) (laughs) and i reacted to that as any person who is drinking a lot of pink alcohol would do, uh, <laughs> in um, yelling. <laughs> uh, yeah, this again, this is the, the horniest Vampire Diaries podcast. <laughs> Which is saying something, because I feel like it would inspire a lot of horny podcasts. I think a lot of people try to, you know, be serious. Not us. No, not interested in that. <laughs> so yeah, we learned that stuff. David knows Emily, blah, 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 blah. Then Elena tells Bonnie to stay away from Damon. He's like, well, she's trying, but you know, <laughs> he went to school. Again, that teacher's like, I saw Stefan Salvatore's brother at school. <laughs> <laughs> but <what's that? laughs> he has not turned in his homework about the c- Civil War math. <laughs> Civil War math. <laughs> That's what it was. Uh, but again, she's not telling Bonnie the full truth, which is would really help when, you know, being like, stay away from Damon. Why? Why stay away from Damon, Elena? Oh, no reason. Bye. <laughs> and then Bonnie throws the crystal into a field. 
Bonnie refuses the call very loudly, but um, yeah, oh, we love. You know who's not refusing the call? Jenna, as she's eyeing Rick at the grill. I drew the eye emoji again, you guys. Um, <laughs> she is feeling it. And Jeremy's like, I can introduce you. He's my history teacher. And Jenna doesn't think maybe there should be boundaries. Nope. She's like, no, get me laid. <laughs> Which is why we respect her. Um, yes. Uh, Stefan and Elena talk about the necklace. That's all I have. In mind. Yeah. Uh, Elena tells Stefan everything about the Bonnie stuff. The Bonnie stuff that Bonnie told Elena in uh, confidence. <laughs> and then this is where we learn that Emily was Catherine's handmaid. Jill, what do you think about that? Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Oh, I thought, you guys, I thought we were making the handmade reference. <laughs> I was like, cool, they're gay. Mm, that would be nice. I'm going to say, this isn't really spoiling, because Joe won't know what I'm talking about. If we're talking about the 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 person, the woman of color in Catherine's inner circle that uh, Catherine's gay with, it's not Emily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Yes. We'll see. That's one thing. Catherine had two, uh, like, women of color as her friends, at least. Mm. I'll give her that during the Civil War. Yeah. Catherine, Catherine Pierce, woke hero. As much as Catherine Pierce could have, quote unquote, friends. Um, I have next, uh, the, uh, Alara comes over and talks to Jenna and Jeremy, and they do the fucking secret handshake and scream. <laughs> I feel like we never see the secret handshake again, and I wish we did. I like I only want to see the secret handshake. I wish he did it all the time. But I, I have no idea. I mean, Alaric and Jenna flirt. Yes. Jenna, like, finally loving yourself and going after a, a good man. Ugh. Do it, girl. Um, Stefan and Damon do more impressions of each other and drink together at the bar. It's cute. Again, a child, a quote-unquote child, is drinking at the Mystic Grill. Someone else is going to lose their job and go to prison. (laughs) As we've established, that's allowed and fine. Um, Again, a man's livelihood was ruined in 162 Candles. Yep. Well, this episode is called History Repeating. (laughs) It was was about that. Yep. (laughs) I am the only person who cares, but it was about that. You make a great point. <laughs> um, the And the girls agree to have a sleepover. And it's very cute. Yeah. Uh, Caroline is, of course, still mad at Bonnie for, you know, thievery of the ugly crystal that no one likes. <laughs> <laughs> the ugly ass necklace, she calls it. The two Caroline lines I've written down from this scene are, you guys do this to me all the time. <laughs> Which is her being mad about being kept out of the loop. Which, to be fair, like, Elena is keeping secrets from Bonnie, but they're both keeping so many more secrets from Caroline. Although, Bonnie does later give a good reason why she's keeping so many secrets from Caroline. And she's right. Fair. And then Caroline does, when they're like, Caroline, you don't listen, she yells, I listen? When do I not listen? (laughs) Which is great. uh, Because Caroline the current stage is not doing a lot of listening i mean i love the line why are you such a little liar bonnie (laughs) when she finds the necklace in bonnie's bag (laughs) the the necklace that was thrown into a field god we love 
we we love our girls. <laughs> Uh, the original support the girls the vampire diaries yeah. very true very true um jen and alaric talk at the grill and alaric reveals he has a drum roll dead wife dead wife dead wife dead wife um and then it's an unsolved murder case they call it a cold case baby what do you think about that jill I mean, I guessed that it was Catherine, and all these guys are just in love with Catherine. (laughs) (laughs) Catherine is getting trapped in churches and getting married. (laughs) She's a multitasker. (laughs) Possibly having sex with Emily? Who knows? knows? I hope. (laughs) Um, And then, this was very important to me, at some point, Alaric explains that he moved to Mystic Falls because it has a rich history and then I invented a character named Rich History uh, that I wish Alaric would play. Uh, oh, you wanted to be Alaric. I was going to be like, who in the CW stable of boys should play Rich History? Um, huh. Um, I mean, I, lo- I love Sam Witwer. Sam Witwer would be a good uh, Rich History. I'm, Sam Witwer never being on Vampire Diaries is offensive to me, but he was on like being human at the time. So I, I allow it because being human was great. Uh, rich history as played by Sam Witwer. Mm-hmm. I would die. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Um, uh, the next scene I have is that the Salvatore boys play darts. And like this, I don't know, this plot line's really fun. They're doing brother shit. They're like circling each other. It's clear that like Stefan's trying to get something out of Damon, but Damon doesn't seem to mind. So we just get to see them hang out, which is. Yeah, it's Mr. Eternity of Misery seems to be happy to be spending time with his little brother, honestly. Mm-hmm. Guys being dudes. Guys being dudes. Bros being pals. <laughs> Um, what else can you want? Uh, Jill, what did you think of like them kind of being friendly? Like, was it a nice change for you? I really liked it. it was, I mean, even though I knew that it was obviously fake, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I would like to see them as pals. Yeah. Old buddies, old chums. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you kind of get that m- technically more a little bit in the turning point before Logan becomes an issue because like, Damon wants to, wherever they're going, he wants to go with Stefan, where Stefan's like, I kind of want to separate. Damon <laughs> wants to be with his brother. Yeah, well, he also killed his brother's best friend, so, like... <laughs> to, to protect his brother. Mm. Uh, he's so dumb. They're just so dumb. <laughs> I, like, I just, the, the again, they share one brain cell. Uh, Everyone talks about Damon's, like, diabolical plan, but they don't talk about the fact that Damon is dumb. <laughs> I love this show because it believes that boys are dumb. And uh, <laughs> I agree. Um, so speaking of boys being dumb, let's move on to the next scene, which has the girls in it, which is when Caroline, like, mans up, um, you know, so to speak, and apologizes to Bonnie. And, uh, you know, says, like, I'm, you're right. I wasn't listening. I'm listening now because I consider you my best friend. And I'm saying this even though Elena is in the other room and is obviously listening to me. So good. And I'm like, God, Caroline, is it possible to love you more? And then it is possible to love her more. <laughs> and the scene by suggesting that they have a seance. <laughs> Caroline Forbes is so ride or die. She goes from being like, I don't believe in this magical stuff to let's have a seance and I'm hosting, by the way. I, it is now my mission to have a seance and prove you right. 
Um, I then have the next scene written, seance, there's a heart next to it, and then there's a bullet point under it that says, Caroline is my bossy wife. <laughs> I, also, I just love that the seance is the event of the week for Mystic Falls. I mean, for me, it's just the sleepover, but uh, yes, it is fucking great. <laughs> I love that they have a seance. I love that they uh, get candle wax all over the floor. So much candle wax. It's going to be annoying to clean up. <laughs> um, yeah, I adore them. Their seance is spooky. And Caroline's trying to direct uh, Bonnie how to do it. But Bonnie doesn't want to do it because it's freaky as hell. It's a seance. Uh, I love I love Caroline. Uh, Jill, did you find the seance scary? It was a little spooky. There were a few unexpected loud noises, which, as you know, I do not like. <laughs> They're not for you. They are not for me, but I didn't mind them with this. It was it was fun. It was a fun spooky. Mm-hmm. I think Jill's at a point now where she trusts the show to not scare her too much because she loves it, and it wouldn't hurt her. Yeah, it wouldn't hurt me like um, another show I'm watching right now. <laughs> <laughs> what are you watching right now? Haunting of Hill House. Oh, um, God. That one's going to spook you. Yeah. Yeah, they love a jump scare. They sure do, and I sure do not. They love being quiet for a long time and then doing a jump scare. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've learned. <laughs> but yeah, uh, the seance is very spooky. This whole thing, I was I even said, this is the darkest the Gilbert household has ever been. Usually there's lights everywhere. You're very right. It is like, it is always a very like, kind of like airy and sunshiny place. Yeah, and then we, we get the seance, and it's scary. Mm-hmm. And then I wrote, well, okay, so while the while the girls are being girls and having a seance, the boys are being boys and playing football. <laughs> oh, some more Friday night bites for you. Hell yeah! Um, <laughs> I, as a person who like loves the Friday night light scenes where they like hang out on the field at night, uh, I was very happy to see this scene. Uh, I don't know, they hang out like. Um, and, uh, Damon's finally, like, calls his bluff and is like, what the fuck do you want? Like, you're buttering me up. Say it. And Stefan actually is kind of says something surprising, which is, like, he's, this whole time he's just been trying to tell Damon that, uh, their love for Catherine wasn't real. Which I think is, like, that's such an interesting scene. Kind of, Damon won't engage and he just, like, says he's gonna bring Catherine back. Yeah, he reveals the diabolical plan. Which is fucking great. <laughs> what did you think? <laughs> Me? Yeah, you. Yeah. I mean, I guess I didn't really have much thought. <laughs> did you think that it was possible to bring Catherine back outside of flashbacks? I'm not surprised. Magic show's gonna magic show, yeah. Do you think that David is capable of succeeding at doing this? No, not at all. <laughs> not one bit. And that's the real issue. Yeah. <laughs> I think that he believes it, that he could do it, but we all know that he's not very good at that. <laughs> um, what do you think about, like, the the way the boys view Catherine and how it's different? Because I, I find that really, like informative for who they are as characters and how they view this like piece of their life that's clearly really significant to both of them yeah I mean I thought it was really interesting to have Stefan say that 
I don't remember the word. The smizing that vampires do. <laughs> Compelling? Compelling. That that was why he loved Catherine, but then Damon was like, I was not forced to love her. Like, I actually loved her. I think that's a really cool dynamic. It's true. And yet, she would still go fuck Stefan after she fucked Damon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Catherine. Yeah, Damon thinks that Stefan was so chaste with her. It's like, no, after she was done with you, she'd come over to me. <laughs> Uh, Catherine. Uh, you know, not morally on the up and up for sure. <laughs> Kevin Pierce, not a good person, huh? Yeah, but she starts such great drama. <laughs> she's a, you know, she's a, she's a very extra bitch, and I love her. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I really like it because I think I think it's a nice reversal the idea that like Damon's the person who like thinks he's doing everything for love whereas like Stefan's the guy who uh is you know trying to move on from this thing like I think it's a nice uh you know it's a nice way to play it Uh, a a worse show would play it differently I think and I think this is a really important difference between the two boys yeah yeah um meanwhile Bonnie does not want to do this damn seance because Emily is just being really mean. She's spooky. <laughs> so uh, Bonnie throws the necklace down. Big mistake. Huge. Nightmare. <laughs> 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 now for more spookiness and screaming and people getting trapped in bathrooms. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of screaming. Yeah, and when all said and done, Bonnie ends up possessed by Emily. I must go. (laughs) I love her, like, old-fashioned speak. Like, when she leaves, and she's like, thank you for having me. (laughs) And Emily's like, wait, what the fuck? Emily. And she turns around. Yep, it's me. I love that she turns. She's like, all right, fair enough. You have guessed. (laughs) Caroline just thinks that Bonnie was faking the entire time and doesn't find it weird she's talking like this. Yeah, Caroline's like, what a bitch. Like, Caroline is just being angry and enjoying feeling wronged. Well, Caroline doesn't listen. (laughs) Again, Caroline does not listen. Oh, but we love her, folks. (laughs) I must go. Jesus. Um, I have, uh, that, so then Damon kind of reveals that he and Emily were, you know, cahooting, uh, back in the day, and that she, uh, used the crystal to do this spell on all the vampires that, uh, you know, and all of these supposedly died in the Battle of Willow Creek, mm-hmm. uh, and it protected the church she was sealed in, and, um, it relied on the power of the comet. Uh, seen in episode two, Night at the Comet. Uh, and now that the comet has come again, the crystal should work and allow Damon to free Catherine. Yes. That's what happened. Yeah, and Damon in return agreed to like protect the Bennett family and the Bennett line uh, in exchange for this magic. And that's why he is, you know, doesn't kill Bonnie. Which also sparked one of my favorite deliveries of this episode because I wrote it down. Mm-hmm. Is Damon saying, downside, long time between comments. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know why I loved that so much, but I was cracking up. 
Probably because that W probably thought that there'd be a short time between comments, honestly. It, it's the exact kind of line that, like, Ian Summerhalder is really good at delivering. The kind of, like, like I just told you about this, like, crazy magic thing. But here's, like, a little bit of, like, an undercutty joke. Like, it's one of the yeah. things that we realize he's really good at. Um, my theory is that anyone in the, like, Julie Plack, Kevin Williamson, uh, you know, Vampire Diaries universe family, if you want to be successful, you have to be really good at beat changes. Because you have to be really good at, like, reminding everybody of all the stuff that's happened. And usually, since it is so zigzaggy plot-wise, based on how fast they go through it, uh, you have to be good at kind of making left turns in the middle of monologues. And everyone who's good on the show is good at that. Yeah, and then the the characters that don't work, especially in the later seasons, they're very bad at that, those actors. Quite bad. <laughs> I mean, season six introduces to the, the ultimate actor who is very good at it. Mm-hmm. And, but in between some of that is a lot of actors who are not good at that at all. <laughs> and I think we will point that out as we move forward. But uh, Ian Somerhalder is someone who is really, really good at it. And he is really, really good in these two episodes really fucking is i i love him in these episodes uh i think they're they're really really important for damon (laughs) meanwhile alaric is not walking into the gilbert household is it because he's a vampire discuss i mean i know so this is definitely (laughs) discuss i mean yes i am aware too so just jill just keep talking (laughs) i just like I said, I think they're playing us. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but he's not just a vampire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you do think he is something? He's for sure something. I just I don't know what. Mm-hmm. But because we only kind of know of vampires besides witches, but he's obviously not a witch. Um, do you make guesses? Do you think he's a lichen? Yeah. <laughs> <A> what? Started <laughs> on lichens, Latoya. <laughs> Lichens are werewolves from Underworld. Oh. <laughs> Jill, you would love the first Underworld movie. That's the only one I've seen, so that's how it's working on my knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, well, uh, I don't know. Alaric is something, and in this scene, uh, when Jenna goes to talk to Jeremy, uh, we see the Gilbert Journal. From 1864, a very good year. <laughs> A, a very plot-heavy year. Uh, yeah. So Jeremy found this old box of uh, Gilbert shit. And uh, this journal is in it. And uh, it seems like it's going to be the basis for his uh, extra credit. Ooh. You got that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, just something to note for the future. Put that in your notes, Jill. Yeah. Just All right. Like, keep an eye on that. <laughs> so Emily's in the wood in the woods slash the cemetery slash fell church. And I don't know, Damon gets that cool like monologue about how like the town of Mystic Falls is not innocent and these people aren't good and how therefore they don't deserve to be like protected in any way, which I really like. Yeah, that is him, him saying Catherine, you know, never um compelled him or anything, you can just tell He's heartbroken. He just wants he just wants his who he believes is his girlfriend back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, Emily plans to destroy the crystal, and she's like, you know, these people should never know such evil. And she basically helps Stefan realize, oh, there's something he didn't, that Damon didn't tell him is that 
it's not just Catherine in the church. It's uh, all 27 of the vampires who supposedly died. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Stefan's like, come on, Damon, you don't want these innocent people. And that's when he says, there's nothing innocent about these people. Mm-hmm. And it's like, like, they'll even burn like Bonnie at the stake once, the, like, given the chance. Yeah. Which, I mean, I, it, the argument that, and I think the show kind of will continue to kind of talk about how much of the drama of this show is, like, birthed of a kind of, like, original sin that happened in 1864. And I think it's... Mm. Um, what makes it cool as a vampire show is to deal with the idea of like picking up uh, centuries after something has happened, which I guess I mean century and a half. Uh, but it uh, really rocks, and the town of Mystic Falls is cool. And you know what? I'm gonna say it. Good show. Um, <laughs> and then I have uh, Emily destroys the crystal, and then I have Chomp Chomp written in <laughs> Chomp Chomp bitches. Chomp Chomp is in my notes a lot sometimes. <laughs> Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bonnie slash Emily gets the chomp. Uh, and then uh, Stefan gives her uh, his blood to save her. Yeah. Her neck. It's healing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's one of Nina's best line deliveries, I will say. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? She's, the, she's number one on the call sheet. She's having to deliver a lot of lines. Her batting average is still very high. Was she number one on the call sheet? Wouldn't she be? I could see Ian being number one. Hmm, this is a right. post-lost world. I've never seen a Vampire Diaries call sheet, so I can't confirm. <laughs> Dear listeners, if you could hook us up with a <laughs> Vampire Diaries call sheet. Also, a Whiskey Cavalier call sheet, just so I can confirm that they were both number one. Ooh, it's one of those. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they were both number one, and I need confirmation. Anyone who can get us call sheets, please reach out. <laughs> Just any call sheet for any show. I'll take any call sheet I can get. <laughs> Jill, how do you feel about call sheets? I don't like them. <laughs> Another tip. <laughs> Jill, what is your, what is your quarrel with uh, call sheets? They just remind me of when I would be on sets, and I hate being on sets. Mm. So it's like bad memories on call sheets. <laughs> but who do you think is number one on the call sheet? I mean, I guess I don't know enough. I would guess... Um, you know, Nina probably is number one. I'll, get, I'll give her that, actually. I would assume Nina one, Ian two, Paul three. Yes. But yeah. Paul is a bigger character as of right now does that matter ian was ian, a big get for Catherine. yeah ian, yeah Ian was the big get for the whole show got it okay 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 yeah i wonder i wonder who's four you know we can go i, think, <laughs> I feel like four is cat probably cat yeah. right yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this is what the people want to hear horniness and call sheet discussion <laughs> really want to hear is me sit in silence while mil- like mulling over who's number one on the call sheet. Do you want to ask Michael who he thinks is number one on the call sheet? Uh, for, I realize, realize we've mentioned Michael on the podcast a couple of times and I don't know if we've ever explained who he is. <laughs> so if we have or have not, um, sorry if we have, uh, Michael is my boyfriend. Uh, he is in the other room um, 
probably hearing me uh, scream through the door. Uh, he will eventually be on this podcast, and I am genuinely curious to find out if I am as horny on this podcast when my significant other is sitting next to me and judging me. <laughs> We're going to make sure you are. We're going to demand it. <laughs> I, yeah, I doubt you guys will be good influences on me. We will not. Um, speaking of me being horny, um, Matt comes into Caroline's room after this. It's, and then it leads to your horniest scene, I would believe. Yeah, and he says, we cuddled and it freaked me out because it felt nice. <laughs> but then he is um, emotionally vulnerable and explains that he um, knows what it's like to be alone and kind of like senses that in Caroline and like feels for her. And uh, yeah, they, uh, you know, have snacks and watch them <laughs> together, which is in my book, the highest form of intimacy. <laughs> I wrote in my notes, two sad blondes. <laughs> they are. <laughs> oh, I love them so much. I'm the, I'm the world. I, I mean, it's I'm probably not the world's biggest Madden Caroline uh, fan. This show is a lot of fans, uh, but I'm probably this podcast's biggest one. Um, I love them very much. And I think they're really cute. I'm definitely being reminded of how much I love them at the time. I think I think it might be both of their best relationship on the show. I know that's a very hot take for the future, but let's not. And I, I would just like us to put a bookmark in this and decide how we feel as we move forward. Because mm. my my my, I'm going to throw down the marker that I think this is both of their best relationship on the show. Uh, definitely his. Oh yeah, hundred percent his. <laughs> Although, actually, no, I'm, I don't want to spoil this part for Jill, actually. Yeah. Um, but I know we, anyone who knows, knows what you're talking about. Um, I was about to get hornier for a second. Good God. Um, I, did a, I did a tweet semi-recently that I was worried that Jill saw about the Vampire Diaries. It was right before oh, yeah. doing this. And uh, Jill, don't look back at my posts. No matter. Oh, yeah, and I, re- I retweeted it as well. <laughs> It was a good moment, and I needed to retweet it too. Thank you so much. Um, it is. It was very important to me. Um, but uh, moving on to stuff that we are allowed to talk about in front of Jill. Uh, then, then uh, Damon says that Catherine never compelled me, and it was real for me. And he has his really big, sad, wet eyes, and so uh, sad. Says that he'll leave now, which is so sad. Like. He just fully is like, yeah, like, this is all I wanted. Like, and now he's fully deflated and it's really, really fucking sad. Yeah. And it's like, he's like, he's being serious. It's not one of those things where, oh, he's, Damon's got a plan. It's obvious he's going to leave. He's, he's done. Mm-hmm. He has no reason to be there at all. Yeah. in the same way that um, 162 Candles is so good because you haven't seen Paul Wesley uh, smile really uh, up until then. This is so good because you haven't seen Damon like really, really defeated until now. And it's, uh, yeah, it's just both of them. It, it's amazing how uh, by episode nine, it's like surprising to see them in a new way because they already feel so realized. Mm-hmm. Like that's a big testament to how good the show is. <laughs> and remember how Damon's like, none of this matters to me. It seems like things matter to him. Yeah. <laughs> He's a big liar. I have to make fun of that every time because it's, come on, Damon, you obviously care about things. 
it's a it's a fun thing. Uh, I um uh I, again, I'm gonna bring up Star Wars. Uh, even though I've never uh, in most years of my life cared about it, but uh, <laughs> as people have been making this point that I'm interested in that like Oscar Isaac's character in uh in Star Wars uh, Poe Dameron is so cool because he's like this subversion of Han Solo. Where Han Solo is like this hot roguish pilot who doesn't give a shit, and Poe Dameron is this hot roguish pilot who gives a shit too much. <laughs> and I'm I'm interested in it as the archetype because like Damon really is the person who doesn't care at all. But what's cool about Damon is that he does care, uh, and I um I appreciate that. So I hope that uh hope Jill enjoys him caring. <laughs> I do very much so. Ugh. What a sad boy. Mm-hmm. Um, next is our, uh, I think, our final uh, Seven and Elena scene. The other one that pissed me off. Mm-hmm. Fonny is freaking out, by the way, because oh, yeah. she just got attacked by a vampire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a shitty friend. Sorry, this is <laughs> downside for Elena, but like, mm-hmm. oh my god. <laughs> you are allowed to be mad at her for this. Her friend is sitting there traumatized in the car and she's like oh but let me hit up this guy i like like no go care for your friend they have a whole ass conversation oh yeah but at least i i like that that she she's like please don't compel bonnie i need someone to talk to which is like an oddly selfish way to frame it uh but it's valid and uh they uh, agree and they agree to allow bonnie to keep her memories (laughs) <laughs> um, which is maybe something they should have consulted Bonnie about. <laughs> yeah. During this long ass conversation, Elena tells Stefan, I can do this. I can do this relationship. Seems like a weird time to be like, I can do this relationship, but okay. And it's like, but I can't. I have to leave Elena. And then <laughs> Stefan leaves forever. Mm-hmm. And we never see him again. Goodbye to Paul Wesley. Yeah, I mean, it's a great run. <laughs> we have the montage where. We can't hear anyone talk, but we're playing really sad music over all of it. And we see Caroline and Matt have a snack, and Bonnie and Elena are crying, and Stefan's tearing his room apart, and Damon's crying. All I wrote was montage, we all crying. (laughs) Jenna is finally moving on, though, and that's great. But then there's a knock on the door. And then the most tragic thing of all happens. Logan Scumfell is back from the dead, baby. Ugh. Aren't you gonna invite me in? No. <laughs> no, thank you. Well, I was kind of happy to see him return for a second, just because you guys have so much animosity towards him, and I was like, why? Like, I get it, he sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but what, what else could he have done to make you guys hate him so much? And now I get it. <laughs> he kidnaps Caroline. I get it now. <laughs> and he gets a real big bonk <laughs> <laughs> such a bonk like Caroline should not have been home after that she should have been in the hospital she was concussed was yeah, she not? That was bad. <laughs> but we will discuss that when we discuss episode 10 the turning point which we're doing now my first bullet point is Logan can eat shit and die the guy took <laughs> out the trash knew but Scott McCall's mom couldn't be saved because she was seduced by fame <laughs> uh so good yeah uh, so i put more uh plot important uh notes like he didn't know about the email that was sent to, to jenna 
and she can't she won't invite him in so he's not coming in and then i say then i wrote tv's logan fell spots scott mccall's mom atlanta <laughs> actors um jill have you seen any of uh, mtv's team wolf i have not jill it feels like i feel like you would like mtv's team wolf <laughs> to a point i so I'm, here's my thing is i was gonna start it along with this but then i was like I don't want to start confusing the two because it's both like YA supernatural. So I'm going to wait on Teen Wolf. Yeah. Only watch the first two seasons and then stop. Okay. Ooh, I would argue she should definitely watch season three. Which one's season three? Real season quick. three has the, uh, the kids in eight stuff. I don't know because I, I just feel bad for Arden Cho. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would argue that three and three B are quite good uh but i i would all, all i will tell jill is that it is gayer than the vampire diaries there was the one scene that was circulating around twitter recently that i watched and i was like yes i need to watch this show which scene was circulating on twitter um yeah. they're like in the locker room and the guy that my roommate has a huge crush on who i'm blanking uh-huh. was in the maze runner dylan o'brien that one um He's in the locker room, and then some guy was, he was talking about how he needed to, like, get laid or something, and then the guy next to him was like, oh, I'll sleep with you, and he was like, what, really? Like, actually touched by it, and the guy was like, no, of course not, and then walked away. (laughs) Yeah, that is a good scene, and I believe it is in season three. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, but it's no, where do you get your juice? It's no, where do you get your juice? Yeah, I, I am very, yeah, chill, I can't wait for you to watch Teen Wolf. The the only thing I want you to watch more than Teen Wolf is The Vampire Diaries, so I'm glad <laughs> that you're doing this. See, I would want you to watch uh, over Teen Wolf Pretty Little Liars. That's the insanity I need you to see. Well, look, at the end of this podcast, we'll have a debate, and then then the whoever is listening to this will vote. Yeah, my next bullet point just says Gilbert Diary. I, I wrote the Jer Bear Diaries. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he, he's got it. He's he's drawing. <laughs> he's got it. He's drawing. Jeremy's sketching again. Uh, he has no more suffering, so he's just like a, a nice, sensitive boy. He's so aggressively happy-go-lucky. <laughs> I love it. Uh, to the and I'm I'm later going to bring up a point where I think he's doing something actively crazy, but. <laughs> <laughs> But this is who he is now. Uh, but yeah, so the Jeremy Diaries, we get a Jeremy voiceover. No one asked for that, but we got it. <laughs> Reading about 1864. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a great year. Uh, Elena and Jenna are talking about their boy problems. Who's got them? Mm-hmm. Um, and we, this is how we're reminded, Elena does not know that Logan was killed yep. by Damon because she's not surprised. Well, she's not, like, freaked out that Logan apparently came to see Jenna last night. Yeah, she's like, huh, weird, Logan. And I'm like, hmm, maybe if we didn't keep secrets, uh, you know, Elena would know to protect her friend. <laughs> yeah, maybe you guys should have told her that it was, Vic- like, Vicky drank from Logan to turn into a vampire. So maybe Elena should know that. Could have been helpful stuff for all of us to know. <laughs> uh, but they talk about that. Then the Salvatore boys talk, and uh, Damon suggests that they should go on the Amazing Race together. And I um, agree. Yes. Guys, that's uh, my only note from this episode is Damo and Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Wow. That is it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> You're doing it right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Stefan wants to go separate like ways with Damon. But Damon wants to like be with his brother. Yeah. Cute. It's really cute. It's not going to last because Sheriff Lizzie Forbes is here to talk to Damon. You can't talk to children about this stuff. Uh, I love that. And he's like, yeah, I got to get away from the children. <laughs> um, Great. She's like, there's another vampire. And, and he does that. He does his like, my whenever anyone is like, Dame, the way Damon um, is faux sincere, um, I can hear my mom's voice in my head saying that he's like Eddie Haskell from Leave it to Be. <laughs> That's what she always says about people with that vibe. And Damon does such a fucking Eddie Haskell, like, well, I thought that I had taken care of that when I staked the blonde one. <laughs> like, fuck off. Not remind me of why I hate you. The blonde one. Shut up. I hate you. Get out of here. But yeah, so now we got Damon with the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, he's the go-to because he's the only one uh, in their whole council who's actually killed a vampire. Yep. <laughs> Which is cute, because it's the idea that, like, all of the council's actually, like, very bad and ill-equipped to handle this. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Uh, oh, yeah. Matt and Caroline talk about watching So You Think You Can Dance together. <laughs> Love it. It's very cute. Everyone's noticing how cute they are, too. Yeah, everybody's like, oh, wow, I noticed that you guys are cute. And they're all commenting on it. Um, and a lot of them are saying less than flattering things. But all I could hear was, they're cute, they're cute, Matt yeah. and Caroline are cute. <laughs> Tyler looks like, what's happening here? And then Elena looks and she makes some comments and Bonnie's like, hey, she needs a good boyfriend who is not Damon, a vampire, a bad vampire. But yep. she is grateful for Stefan, Bonnie is. Mm-hmm. Which is really nice. Although she does say that <laughs> Elena would not have a real future with Stefan because, you know, vampire. And then that sign falls on them uh, that says, think about your future, which is an incredibly arch joke for this show. <laughs> <laughs> and Bonnie swears it wasn't her. Yeah. She didn't do it. But she says, you know, maybe it's for the best that Stefan's going because you can't have a future with him. Anyway, Stefan shows up at school again. <laughs> uh, oh, wait, Stefan and Damon do have that scene where Damon has his back to Stefan and is like, well, there's a new vampire, but we don't care about that, do we? <laughs> and then I drew the eye emoji again in our notes. <laughs> and then Stefan shows up at school and doesn't go to class again. Uh-huh. <laughs> I didn't even write like what he said because all I could think of like stuff just shows up at school again. It was truly all I could think about as well. That is also what I wrote. I wrote Stefan at school. I'm just thinking about the teacher who's like, he's like, you know what? You know, I'm marking it as late. I'm mar- I'm not giving him an extension on the paper anymore. Like it, if he's gonna waste my time, <laughs> I won't grade it late. I know I usually do that for people, but I don't care. Stefan, when you drop out, you don't go back to school campus. Stefan, you haven't even met the new history teacher. He's cool. He does handshakes. Is he also the football coach? <laughs> oh, I fucking wish Alaric would coach the football team. <laughs> God, it'd be, oh, it'd be so good. Oh, I would love that. Uh, then Matt and Tyler have their wee people scene. Yeah, I just, I want to say, didn't they say after Tanner was killed that they were, like, forfeiting the entire season, which means no other person would coach them? Also, that's really bad for Matt, because Vicky was like, Matt, you're going to get a football scholarship, and that's going to be your ticket out of this town. And I'm like, yeah, fucking anymore. There's no football, because no one, no one is, like, manning up to even just pretend to coach football. 
Yeah, like, can nobody do football? Yeah, like, ugh, it's Virginia. Someone knows how to play football. This is a scathing indictment of the public school system. Fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, Tyler's We People speech, which is the most I've ever identified with Tyler, is probably the best thing he's ever said and done. (laughs) And they're playing basketball and they're being boys. (laughs) There's a lot of boys being boys in this episode. Is this where Matt uh, destroys him, or is that later? I believe so. Uh, well, about him being an idiot? <laughs> yeah, what does he say? Something about his, like, macho bro stuff. We, we wrote- Oh, that's later. That's later. That's, at, that's yeah. after career okay. night. Yeah, yeah. After okay. career okay. night. Good. I did find the line, and I will read it loudly. Yeah, right now they're just playing basketball, and Jill is, like, really newly discovering Matt as a, as a man. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to talk about how you viewed Matt during this scene? During this scene, I was like, that is an arm. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Was very into the arm. But I don't know why in my brain for the first two episodes when we started watching, he was like this scrawny little white boy. And I was like, what? Like, why are we liking this guy? Um, I get it. (laughs) (laughs) I get it now. Yeah. I was thinking about this earlier before we even watched the episodes because now I just think about Vampire Diaries in preparation for watching the episodes with you guys. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about where Zach Roaring like ranks on my Vampire Di- Diaries boys attractiveness. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I think he would be like the second to last guy for me. I find him very attractive. I don't think I think he's the second to last attractive guy. Like the last being Jeremy Gilbert, Stephen R. McQueen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's just a stacked cast. Like it's a it's a least favorite Harry Potter book situation for me. <laughs> <laughs> like they're all good, <laughs> but you know I probably want to reread um, uh, Chamber of Secrets the least. <laughs> what? You heard me. Mine is gone for a huge chunk of it. <laughs> wow. Um. So just this is so this will be different from our crush rankings, but just on. A physical level, we're taking personalities out of it. Uh, how, who would you say is the, the hottest uh, boy actor on the show? That's so hard. Just physical? Yeah, just physical. I have to go with Mr. Ian. Like, he was my number one guy for so long. Man, I'm Paul Wesley. His face. See, if I was doing personality, Paul Wesley would, would be, but. But his face is like perfect. I have never seen a face that perfect. <laughs> it's a beautiful face. It's crazy. Um, yeah, I look. I've thought about this a lot, uh, and I've reached zero conclusions. Um, <laughs> it's full like Charlie Day in front of the Pepe Sylvia corkboard. <laughs> like they are, they're all beautiful. So I'm, I am going to say, just as a third voice, I'm gonna give Matt Davis some love. Although I don't think at this point in the show he is at his peak attractive level. I'm just like, his hair's not doing it yet. I, I can't I can't ab- abide. He is not yet, but but if we're talking about all of them at their peaks, like the more I've gotten older, the more I've been like, all oh, right, like a lark. Like maybe that's like the adult woman's choice. <laughs> and I don't know if I'm right. And I'm eager to see if I'm right again on this rewatch. Yeah. You know, important takes to have. <laughs> but again, this is different from our crush rankings. So different. Should we judge the women as well? 
<laughs> For some reason, I don't feel good doing that. And I know that's a double standard. I, I don't either. And I don't want to compare them, but the men, I'll do it. <laughs> I will judge the male actors based on their physical properties. For some weird reason, I think they'd be fine with it. <laughs> but uh, my next bullet point is the Stelena angst. <laughs> Uh, I have to find out where we are because I just got so distracted by just thinking about how hot men are. Um, yeah, it was after Matt and Tyler's we people. Yeah, we people, yeah. I don't, I can't remember what they talk about either, but I just, it's more of their, like, we can't be together, maybe we can, maybe we can't. Yeah, he's staying in town a bit longer. Is this also at school? I think it is. Oh, yes, it is because the first moment is just, like, the weird shot where it's, like, it reveals that Stefan is at school again despite not going to school, and then this is the actual scene. Uh-huh. Yeah. God, you could have called her on the phone. Yeah, if phones exist. Uh, then we have a Caroline Damon scene, and I type, no, 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 into our chat repeatedly. Um, <laughs> so I, I pointed out he, he did this for a good reason, because he couldn't use the compass because he's a vampire. Yeah. Um, I wrote, leave her alone, comma, get a job, comma, <laughs> I mean, yeah, he, he didn't, did he insult her? I don't think he insulted her this time, right? He just kind of like compels her when she's like, This was like, you like, this was like my whole day. And he's like, <laughs> And she's like, Oh, bye. It um, really kind of was because like, you're literally just holding this around town looking for it to like point at somewhere. Yep. Uh, but yeah, and he wipes her mind. He doesn't like fuck with her. So I'm, it's progress. Yeah. Look, it's their best interaction to date. It really is. Uh, and actually, this episode has their next best interaction, where he like has stuff and save her. So, mm-hmm. good stuff. It's a, a good episode for Damon, kind of. Yeah, relatively. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he sends her away. So, yeah, instead of keeping her away, like near where she could get hurt or eaten, he sends her away, and then Logan shoots him a butt with wooden bullets. And this is where I insisted in the chat that this is the moment the show finds out um, Ian Summerhalder is really funny when he's playing being in pain. <laughs> Which I think is, I find it very funny when bad things happen to Damon and he's in pain. Um, mm-hmm. It's uh, pretty funny. He's, because he's like a jerk. If he doesn't deserve it for the situation he's in, he deserves it for, you know, being mean to Caroline this season. Yeah. And uh, this uh, scene introduces a very important question, which is, who, like, why did Logan have vampire blood in his system when he died? Who gave him that? Mm-hmm. Who's this other vampire? Other other vampire now? Someone with an agenda. Ooh, they have uh, a plan of their own, maybe. Mm. <laughs> uh, this there is a joke in this that makes me laugh really hard, which is uh, when Logan's like, yeah, when they're he's like, yeah, I can't put my foot through the door of my house, and Damon's like, yeah, yeah, you got to be invited. And he's like, I live alone, <laughs> and he goes, yeah, that sucks. Again, because Logan's the worst. See, it was sad when Vicky couldn't walk into her house because you know vampire. It's hilarious that Logan couldn't walk into his. <laughs> it's very funny. Um, and then he says that he only left that body behind that, you know, Lizzie came to Damon about because he was tired. He was tired. God, what a, what a scrub. Just fuck him. <laughs> but he, he hid the rest and then he just, there's a pile of bodies in this warehouse. Oh, it's such a chaos. And the scene has a very chaotic energy to it. <laughs> and I love it. It's such a dummy. Meanwhile, Dick Lockwood and Lizzie Forbes are talking mm-hmm. about this vampire stuff. Uh, they're at the career career night, the event of the week. 
And Lizzie says, for once, Mayor, we actually know where our kids are. And then she sees Caroline. And yeah, all our kids are there. We learn that Tyler has art skills after Jeremy insults him. Yep. And then <laughs> Jeremy decides they're going to be best friends now. Jeremy's like, yeah, uh, art implies culture and culture implies not you. And I'm like, that's not a very good, that's not very articulate of you. It's me. It's elitist. And now you want to be his friend? He, he tried to kill each other. Like that is absolutely a bad, dumb idea that will end up with you hurt. (laughs) But I will say... There is a difference between the way Jeremy says that and, like, everything he said to Tyler up to this point, where he's clearly, like, joking when he says that. Literally, him, like, losing his suffering has made him nice, even when he does not need to be. Yep. Yeah, he's he's very overly nice here. I'm like, don't try to make friends with this person. They want to kill you. You guys literally- You tried to attack him with a broken booze bottle. That happened. It happened, like, you know, what, seven episodes ago? <laughs> that was, like, three episodes into the show. You tried to murder each other. Yep. Which, again, is crazy. And so I love it. Happened. We, we, they were so young then. They were so young. Tyler had terrible hair. So did Jeremy. <laughs> that, yeah, that was, that's, that was you know, another hair cut ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Caroline sees... Matt and Elena talking, and she's like, oh no, they're, they're going to get back together. We find out Matt used to want to be an astronaut, which is very cute. Of course he did. Uh, Matt and Elena are good friends here, and they, like, check in and are trying to see if the other is okay, and that's really nice. Um, I, again, continue to really enjoy them as friends and as, like, a pivotal relationship for the show. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile... Logan's still fucking with Damon. He talks about how he wants to uh, he wants to be with Jenna and bite her and stuff. And when Damon says, probably because you love her. And I was like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't buy his love of Jenna. Logan says that all the families have journals. Which is news to Damon. Mm-hmm. Damon really, for all of his hatred of the founding family, he doesn't know much about them. He really doesn't. And then uh, Logan asks if he can walk in the sun. He's like, how do you do that? That's really cool. We would never have expected you because of that. And uh, Damon won't tell him. Yeah. I mean, uh, Jill, how do you think, like, as we see, they're the only two that have these rings. What do you think's up with that? Because even Lexi, Seven's best friend, R.I.P., didn't have a a ring to walk in the daylight. Mm -hmm. I feel like the, the Salvatores were, like, royalty. Ooh. Vampire mm. royalty, you know? Ooh. What, a, what an interesting concept. Ooh. Yeah, definitely an interesting concept. Winky winky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have that uh, Stefan and Elena talk about the future, and uh, he makes the point that the future is really tough for him because he always has to leave before people can notice that he's not aging. Yeah. And Elena is like, hey, what if instead of fucking, like, being a little tease and hanging out around and you're not mooching me, you uh, get the fuck out of Dodge? Yeah, she is fed up. Uh, and then Logan shows up, and then Stefan uh, looks at Logan. I wrote the eye emoji. <laughs> how many times did you write the eye emoji? Well, we'll see how many eye emojis this episode got. One, two. You guys, not many. Only two. 
I swear you said two before just now. I feel like I have, but I can't find them. <laughs> okay. They're going to sneak up on us. You know what? It's going to be fun. Look <laughs> for me to know and you to eye emoji. Yeah, so finally, Elena realizes that Logan is a vampire. <laughs> Elena, I mean, Stefan, again, could have told her this. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> Logan asks Stefan the dumbest question. It, which is, how can I turn into a daywalker? <laughs> in which I wrote in the chat, this isn't Blade. <laughs> and I got very annoyed. <laughs> hate that. hate that so much. Don't think Jill, so. have you seen Blade? No, I have not. <gasps> Jill! <laughs> I know, it's on my list. <laughs> gotta, you gotta see Blade, gotta see Underworld. Gotta see daywalkers and lichens. Ugh, <laughs> oh, you guys. Uh, if we ever get out of quarantine and they make the they make that new Blade movie, I'm gonna be really excited. <laughs> wow, these are the things I think about. Uh, but yeah, someone says, "Don't ever threaten me again," and it's very hot. Oh yeah, it is very Extremely. hot. Extremely <laughs> with that perfect face. <laughs> <laughs> well, good, good kids. <laughs> so now Rick is here. Yeah, Rick and Jenna have another uh, eye emoji moment, um, but I didn't draw it. Um, and uh, Alaric gets to be cool and kind of save them from the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, Damon and Stefan have a phone call and, like, they download each other on Logan being around. Damon is shirtless. Mm-hmm. And angry. And vengeful. <laughs> yeah, so he's on the way to school. Uh, again, going to school. He's not attend that school, but he's going there. Mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> And Caroline wants to do broadcast journalism. Uh, and the way, like, like I, I love, I think Caroline and Lizzie have a very nice, uh, like, a very well-sketched out relationship. Because I love that, like, Lizzie's so practical. She's like, but you don't even read the paper. Like, all Caroline wants is for her to say, oh, wow, cool, what interests you about that? But instead, she's immediately like, oh, but that's not practical. She should have been like, but you're not even a fell. <laughs> No, that's a fell game. You better go right over to the sheriff's booth. <laughs> you orbs. I wanted to see a sheriff's booth, honestly. Oh, I would have loved it. Was there a mayor booth? Maybe. Well, I didn't see Tyler there, so maybe not. Uh, yeah, I'm not really sure what everyone was doing at these booths. Or why career night was so popping. <laughs> well, look what else is there to do in Mystic Fall. Seances. Every night. Right. Uh, Logan and Lizzie have this really good scene that I like, even though it has Logan, who I do not like, um, where uh, she kind of says that now he's one of them. And she's like, you've known me since I was six. And she just doesn't give a shit. Like, that's a kind of a scary thing to see from Lizzie, who I think, you know, we like. Yeah. Uh, and after that, also, we learned that, you know, Logan used to babysit Caroline. So, wow, she, Lizzie kind of just flipped on a dime. Mm-hmm. I respect it. You respect it? Yeah. <laughs> it kind of rules. She's strong in her beliefs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, most zealots are. Yeah. I like her being mean to Logan. Yeah. I don't like her being mean to Logan just because he's a vampire. That's fair. Dick Lockwood, the mayor, he already insulted Logan before. Like, we shouldn't have left it with that weasel. Like, I don't think anyone in the council likes Logan, but he's a fell and he owns the town, so. <laughs> he owns the news. 
our new established canon is just that the Fells run everything in this town. In theory, it would be the Gilberts, but you know they're orphans. So, um, I have a uh, the Jeremy again tries to befriend Tyler. Oh, this is where he like really tries to befriend him, and yeah. he like tried to ask him about art, and he's like, "We have something like now we have something else in common." And Tyler's like, "Oh, well, we had Vicky," and then Tyler says like the, the asshole stuff he says about Vicky. And yeah. then Jer- they get into a scuffle because Jeremy's like, come on. I'm obvious, like, at least that gives, like, Jeremy reason to be angry as opposed to him just being very happy go lucky. Doesn't Tyler just, like, punch him or is that later? Uh, that is later. That is later. Uh, but yeah, the, the, uh, the men break up the fight. Uh, yeah. he, uh, Rick all fights and handshakes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Mare takes the children away. What a creep. And Alaric looks after, like, maybe he doesn't trust this. Uh, Caroline and Logan have their scene where she, uh, she's so funny, where she's just like, oh, Logan fell? Oh my god. Like, even Caroline makes fun of Logan. Everyone knows Logan is stupid. Um, and then he gives her that horrible bonk. And yeah, and Matt, Matt sees them, and Matt is clearly jealous that, like, Caroline is ditching him for an older man. It's like, no, it's Logan. Yeah, come on, why are you threatened? I mean, again, considering what we know about the Donovans and their low socioeconomic status, seeing uh, this girl he likes with Logan Fell of the, of the Mystic Fall Fells, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure it says a lot about, like, oh, she never want a guy like me. Yeah, and I just feel like Matt in general just doesn't have very high self-esteem. I mean, yeah, Caroline felt the same way when she saw Matt and Elena, and again, these two are perfect for each other. Mm-hmm. They need each other. They need uh, reassurances. Um, I see an upsetting amount of uh, Caroline's head blood. Uh, God, so much head blood. Again, she needs to be checked out for a concussion. Legit. She needs a brain scan. Do you think maybe, because we don't know, did Stephanie give her some of his blood, you think? I hope so. Yeah. Yeah, I bet so. Um, Then uh, we have our uh, Jeremy and Tyler scene where Dick Lockwood tells them to, like, fight like men a psychopath it's so fucking weird and aggro and shitty and what alaric does is so cool well that's after tyler tries to walk away and then dick Lockwood's like i guess i'll beat you up son <laughs> he tries to fight his son jill what'd you think bad dad <laughs> that is um that is daddy issues mm-hmm. um, uh, it's- We'll talk about Jeremy is right when he's like, this explains a lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then Alaric just shows up and is like, hey, what if you didn't? <laughs> what if you didn't make your son and this, this boy fight? Yeah, such a good, like, dialogue. Mm-hmm. So good. And he's just so, like, calm in it. Like, because yeah. uh, Dick Lockwood keeps trying to, like, big time him and be like, I could have your job like that. Alaric's like, all right. <laughs> Well, that's like, what's the line? He was like, you're marked now or something? And yeah, he says, you're marked now. Psycho. To which Alaric just says, okay. <laughs> he says, I could have your job like that, but it took them how long to fill in the, the history teacher position? I don't think people are, like, clamoring to, to have this job where the last guy was murdered. <laughs> to be fair, I don't think he was murdered because he was the history teacher. <laughs> I mean, you saw how he was against Stefan. Yeah. In history class. I mean, I murdered him for that. I believe it. Uh, but yeah, Rick calls Dick Lockwood a full-grown alpha male douchebag. <laughs> it rules. <laughs> it slaps. 
It slaps. I gain an important crush. Um, and uh, then we have a Damon and Logan scene, right? Um, well, yeah, Logan has kidnapped Caroline, and he's like on the phone with Lizzie. He's like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn your daughter because he's a, a bad guy." Mm-hmm. And then Damon and Stefan stop him, save the day. Damon's like, "Stefan, get her home." And it's like, "Wow, this is the best thing Damon's ever done for Caroline." Uh huh. And Damon shoots Logan a bunch of wooden bullets as revenge. Very funny. <laughs> Since he never hung up on Lizzie, Damon gets on the phone and is like, tells her where they are, and it's like, oh, Damon. Yes. He <laughs> anyhow. Logan can't believe that Damon has sided with the Founders Council somehow. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I don't side with anyone. You piss me off. I want you dead. <laughs> First, Damon wants to know who gave him, like, Logan the vampire blood, who turned him. Mm-hmm. Logan keeps saying, I don't know, I don't know. And then before he's about to get murdered dead, he's like, wait, I do know. And he's not just, like, saving his ass. Basically, he knows about the tomb. He knows about Catherine. Uh, he says he knows another way to get Catherine out of the tomb. Mm-hmm. So this means that Damon does not kill him. Instead, he has him fake kicking his ass. Mm-hmm. He takes a dive. I would like to note that the Wikipedia page uh, says the only descriptor of this is Logan throws Damon away and escapes. <laughs> <laughs> If only. Just throws him away. If only just threw him in a dumpster. That'd be great. <laughs> I would have loved that. Dumpster Damon. <laughs> um, uh, the next bullet I have is a Stelena scene and all I wrote was kiss, kiss, kiss. Well, that's that's not next. Uh, your favorite scene, your favorite Tyler scene is next. Uh, this is <laughs> the best scene ever. So Jeremy is trying to resolve shit with Tyler and like Jeremy has not gone to therapy, but he's acting like he's gone to therapy. Yes. He he's like, yeah, that was weird with your dad. Is this what your life's like all the time? You know, you don't have to be like him. And he's just going basically just trying to say, Tyler, you don't have to be an asshole. We could be, we could go be buddies. And then Tyler just finally punches him, which honestly understandable the way Jeremy's acting. He's being really weird. <laughs> really really aggressively nice it's unwise <laughs> like the fucking room it's a good look on him but at the same time it's so weird it's so weird so weird and then my favorite thing that's ever happened in any medium happens where jeremy says what's wrong with you tyler and then tyler steps in front of the full moon and says i don't know yeah. i don't know beautiful we will learn more about the show's werewolf mythology i mean because obviously it's werewolf it's like no one is surprised werewolf when you see the full moon is that's not a fake out obviously mm-hmm. um so i don't want to go too much into that because we will learn more about that but i will say that honestly them doing that essentially explains so much about tyler's behavior and attitude mm-hmm. in, in this season because he is so ridiculously aggro, and, and it's one of those things where I, I'm sure he was always a dick. But you're like, why would Matt hang out with him? What's so much is explained once yeah. uh, we get into the, the the werewolf diaries. Yes, <laughs> and uh, and it, it's it's cool. Like I, I um not again not to spoil anything, but like Jill, they're gonna hold off on the werewolf stuff for a while because for like production reasons, uh, they were trying to figure out how to do it on a budget. Because mm. uh, werewolf transformations are super expensive. Uh, yeah. If you want to make them look good. 
So, uh, but I think the time to do it is great. Yeah, seeing Buffy, I'm sure you know how expensive werewolf things can be and how bad they can look. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that the Vampire Diaries does a very good job with uh, werewolf transformations once they do. Yeah, it's like arguably, it's like of of all the werewolf, of the stuff with werewolves I have watched, this is among one of my favorites in terms of like the way they do the transitions and stuff. And the rules. They're good. I'm excited. The rules are asshole rules, I will say that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They're super asshole rules. Mm -hmm. And they do kind of make me feel bad for Tyler because of that. They really do. But I think they're interesting rules. Yes. Um... Uh, the next scene I have is a uh, Stefan and Elena, like, I, I, you know, you thought my life, you've brought all this bad into my life, but my life already had bad stuff. <laughs> you said that, and then you bring up how Elena would be a professional diary writer. Yes, oh yeah, she, I would be a writer, and I wrote in the chat, a professional diary writer. <laughs> so stupid, and I laughed so hard. <laughs> it's the only kind of joke I know how to make. <laughs> But yeah, um, Stefan's all like, I'm doing this for you, blah, 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 and he gets out of the car, and Lena's like, fuck that, gets out of the car, and she's like, I'm done with this doing this for you bullshit. Like, I told you what I want. Like, it's so cool. Good for her. So Stefan, I love you, and then cue the worst song. The song is called, uh, what is it? It's called Cut by Plum. Oh, there we go. <laughs> it's Christian music, which obviously... Ooh, yeah, it's a weird, weird song for a sex scene for sure, because it does have a Christian music vibe. And uh, some of the lyrics are, I do not want to be afraid. <laughs> <laughs> That's my personal favorite line. It's a good line. And then there's like the long note for I am not alone. <laughs> and uh, I think about this song and this, I guess, in turn, the scene. Mm-hmm. All the time. I think maybe they use, at some point this show is going to use Cosmic Love by Florence and the Machine, right? Yes. Because I used to think this was the scene that that was in. And then every time I've watched this episode since, I've been like, no, Morgan, that's not when that song plays. <laughs> and I'm very disappointed. Yeah, I think you said that to me once and I'm like, no, it's a really bad song. <laughs> <laughs> My brain is trying to erase the existence of it. I, I just looked it up. It is uh, literally in the next episode. Oh, there we go. Um, well, they kiss a bunch, and uh, Stefan gets horny eyes, and Elena's like, it's okay to be horny. <laughs> it's like in Buffy where Buffy's like, I- let me kiss your bumpy face. It's <laughs> <to> Angel. <laughs> so horny eyes are uh, Vampire Diaries' bumpy face. Oh, I'm the living worst. I'm like, yeah, that scene that's so great where she kisses his bumpy face. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, yeah, that's a fantastic scene. <laughs> um, I love that scene. Um, love <laughs> this. Love everything. Love all of you. Um, just God. Uh, it's been a day, so I'm gonna be positive. I'm gonna play this terrible song underneath all of this right now. <laughs> It's really bad song. I can't sing it unless I hear it. At once, like I have now cannot remember the song. Like it's it's again, my mind doesn't want to <laughs> to have it. I can only remember it when I'm perceiving it. Uh, so I can't wait to hear it again. You like called it some Evanescence ass sounding shit.
That was rude. <laughs> I love Evanescence. And I, I still listen to them daily. <laughs> I wish it were Evan- Evanescence, basically. Why is it not? Yeah. Why immortal? Go. Ooh, I love Evanescence, too. I thought that this was like a bad Evanescence ripoff. It's like a song that, that would play with music replacement if like the original song was Evanescence. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Okay. But like this is the original song that was in the episode and is on the soundtrack. <laughs> this is a bad song. Rough. I <sighs> It's really bad and if you're listening to this, you're hearing it right now. <laughs> uh, the twinkly piano. It made me think that maybe this was like Elena losing her virginity because the song was so delicate, like the first time I heard it, and then I realized that didn't make any sense later. <laughs> yeah, she and Matt definitely fucked. Yeah, they definitely fucked. Good for them. It, like, it. Yeah, I just was like, I, the I was such a like um, embarrassing virgin when I watched this for the first time, and then hearing this song made me assume that. And then later, I was like, oh no, they've all been having sex. <laughs> Hearing the song made you a born again virgin. Yeah, they're like, okay, now now that I've heard this song again, I am now a virgin again. <laughs> what do you think, uh, Joe? Besides the fact that it does not sound like Evanescence, what do I think about the song? Yes, it's horrible. <laughs> I'm so sorry for the band club, <laughs> but it's so bad. <laughs> I'm glad you have other songs that are better. Why I think about it so much because it's so, so bad. It's such a pivotal moment. You guys, it has their most dreams by quite a wide margin. Thanks to the Vampire Diaries and the scene. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Oh, but there's one that that's close. The scene where I wrote SEX O'CLOCK in all caps. <laughs> uh, after I wrote LOL this fucking song. Jill, were you happy they banged? Listen, I'm always happy when hot people bang but it's so gentle <laughs> that it's throwing me off <laughs> like i need some very soft. urgency in there it's just like it's so gentle <laughs> i'm like is that fun <laughs> is that fun for them i think this is a very fair criticism I think I just watched them kiss for the first time when I was so young that it became like a formative memory. And I'm like, this is fine. Um, I think they will kiss harder other times. I sure hope so. I think that's why it seems like it's her losing her virginity, even though like, I'm, like she's not a virgin. It just seems so delicate. So delicate. I remember uh, one of my favorite movies is uh, Jennifer's Body. And uh, a sex minute. I've heard of it. <laughs> it's a, it's the best movie ever. Um, and apparently, a lot of people also read that as like a loss of virginity scene, even though it isn't. And I think, and I in listening to the DVD commentary a million times, which I have, um, Karin Kazama and Diablo Cody talk about it. And they're like, maybe we all just like over sentiment, like they make every sex scene between teenagers like overly sentimental, <laughs> and <laughs> things tend to read that way even when they're not. <laughs> And that just might be what's happening here. <laughs> I mean, obviously, Stephanie and Elena should have banged it out to this terrible song. Yeah. It's hardcore. It's <laughs> hardcore. Just, you know, episodes ago. <laughs> it should have been the same song, but just, like, intense. 
we'll we'll keep an eye on this. We'll see if they if they start really going at it. Anyway. Oh, don't worry. <laughs> I will be keeping an eye on it. <laughs> God, this is crazy. And every time we discuss them possibly having sex, I'll make sure to play the song before we talk about it. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Yeah, uh, so they love each other. They had sex and horny eyes. Yeah. Logan is ready to meet Damon at uh, the Foul Warehouse, but instead, Alaric's here. He's a friend of Jenna's, you know. Yeah. And uh, he says he's there because Jenna deserves the best. And I was like, hell yeah. He says, I'm not a violent guy by design, which sounds like about some violence is about to happen. Yeah. <laughs> and Logan thinks he's so cool because he's a vampire. Mm-hmm. He's like, you fucked up. Turns around and he's like, I'm about to get his vamp face on. And then Alaric's like, I'm just going to stake you. And he stakes him. And it's great. That was a really good moment. I thought Logan would be um, longer, like a vampire mm-hmm. for more time. Because it feels like we keep getting these new vampires and then they kill him right away. Well, we gotta get more interesting vampires because Logan sucks and there are far more interesting vampires around the corner. Yes, but he does seem like he would be a fun villain. Yeah. Just given that he puts uh, Jenna in jeopardy, like it's a good tension. Uh, but yeah. I uh, find I, I I think I think it's a it's it's more interesting to like kill him and then make Alaric mm-hmm. look cool than it is yeah, to he, keep him around. I think yeah, he's too basic to be really a good villain. Honestly, that's fair. Yeah, um, Matt and Tyler have their scene where um, Matt says, "Stop your little bromance bitch act." Uh, by the way, Tyler needs to write because I guess his dad just ditched him at school after he didn't fight him. Which is so fucked. God, Dick Lockwood is a bad dad. Yeah. He really is. There's a lot of bad parents on this show. I, I wonder where Dick Lockwood ranks. Um, the worst? One of them, definitely. I'll give, put Carol Lockwood ahead of him just because, like, she's an alcoholic. I mean in this series. Like, the full series. Oh, full series. Oh. <laughs> Oh, full series. Yeah. Oh, uh, a mother of some um, some characters is my, my least favorite uh, parent on the show. Yep. We are going to see. Uh, it's But it's so great when Matt basically like reads Tyler the Riot Act and Tyler at this point is so tired. He's like, yeah, I know. I'm the worst. <laughs> he doesn't know what it is. It's the full moon, baby. He doesn't know. And your abusive father, that too, but also the moon. Yeah. Oh, good shit. Uh, Lizzie comes home and looks at looks at Caroline, and it's emotional. <laughs> nice. Post coital after the softest sex ever. Mm-hmm. Um, Elena's like so so amped because she's in Stefan's room for the first time. Mm-hmm. And she's just checking out this boy room, this nice boy room. Stefan has a nice boy room. And Stefan goes to go get her a drink, and she's snooping around the nice boy room. And that's when she sees it. She Ooh. sees Stefan's one 1984 picture of Catherine that he just leaves lying around on his desk all the time. Ah! Bad call on his part. What a reveal. And she says, oh no. <laughs> um, uh, meanwhile, Lizzie calls Demo to let him know that uh, Logan's body was found. So thanks, buddy. <laughs> And Logan's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then Lizzie hangs up on him. It's like, thanks so much, bye. <laughs> and uh, and then Damo has big wet eyes again. <laughs> Very sad. Because he, this was his, his chance to figure out how to get Catherine out. And again, just out from under him. Mm-hmm. 
Meanwhile, Stephanie goes back upstairs with a drink, and uh, Elena's gone, and she has left behind her necklace uh, right on the that Catherine picture, and oh no. Which was really nice of her to do, because now he knows exactly why she's gone. Yes. <laughs> but also, not a good call, because that necklace is um, safe. <laughs> yes, also true. Yeah, I wouldn't have left the necklace. Um... I would have taken the picture and left it on the bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Elena speeds away because Elena likes to speed in her car. Uh, and then there's someone in the middle of the road, and uh, her car flips a bunch, and she gets a glass in her mouth, I guess. She seems to get glass in her mouth. I was worried. <laughs> and then the person she uh, hit starts, like, fixing their limbs. Mm-hmm. Like, getting up, so that's not a human. Mm-hmm. And then we have to wait two months to get the answer to all these questions. So, Jill, how do you feel about the upcoming two months you have to wait? <laughs> oh, it's going to be a long two months. <laughs> Imagine if we made you <laughs> wait. Yeah, you better not. <laughs> uh, well, there's well after whenever we post this, there will be no way to prove we did not wait two months. That's true. <laughs> but maybe while we're posting these, we should wait two months before we post this episode. <laughs> Like yeah, we we hear this and it's like okay, two month hiatus, you guys. <laughs> you have to, you have to, they're gonna have to wait in real time for these episodes. Yeah, yeah. What do you think is going to happen two months after this episode aired, uh, Jill? Well, I assumed that the figure that she hit um, was Tyler, but oh. if we're not getting werewolf shit till later, then I'm probably wrong. <laughs> Why would it be Tyler? That's my question. Because it was a full moon. Do you think that werewolves wear hoodies during the full moon? He's still working it out. He's new. <laughs> He's a baby werewolf. <laughs> but I don't understand why he'd be standing in the middle of the road. Why did he go up and stand in front of the full moon and be like, I don't know. We don't know. <laughs> why did he do that blocking? Yeah. We don't have answers. <laughs> Uh, he did that blocking because it's the best. <laughs> because it's a subtle piece of art. I really love that moment so much. It makes me so happy. We've narrowed that it's down that it's not Tyler who was in the middle of the road and coming to Elena with their reconfigured limbs. Uh, it does look so spooky. Like that is such a fun uh, like silhouette. I enjoy that so much. Yeah, it was really spooky. Let's see. Uh, we did say that there will be a number of new characters uh, in these next few episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't. I can't imagine that you'll be like, "Oh, I know what character will, will be happening." But what do like? What do you think is going to be happening uh, as we reach? I guess we go past November sweeps mm-hmm. <laughs> into uh, the new part of the season in January. I feel like there has to be some new creature introduced. Probably, maybe. I could be wrong. <laughs> I'm taking your takes in. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. that's just kind of what I'm feeling. I'm feeling like there's got to be a new creature that, like, but that would just be a werewolf. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> How do you think Elena's going to handle this whole Catherine revelation? Not well. <laughs> and if she handles it well, I will have many questions. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, she handles a lot of things well. I feel like this is one she's allowed to not handle well. Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't know. We have people making eyes at each other. We have a couple of new, like, very budding romances on the uh, on the horizon. Matt and Caroline and uh, Alaric and uh, Jenna are kind of making eyes at each other. Jeremy and Tyler. Jeremy and Tyler. Oh, I would love that. <laughs> so do a large subset of the fandom. Really? Yes. Oh, how fun. Jeremy and Tyler were big? Yeah. Wow, I never saw that. I, I, I did not miss it. Wow, I'm, I'm just taking it in. <laughs> All right. I mean, enemies turn to lovers is an obvious trope. Look, enemies to lovers, sign me up. Um, All right, look, I'll allow it. Uh, so I think now is the time in this episode that we talk about, uh, Jill's character rankings. Woo! Bonnie's still in the top slot. Bonnie's still up there. Bonnie's unmatched. Um, I would add Matt and Caroline as a duo. Ooh, wow. To the faves. (laughs) Jill and Matt. And I would add uh, Warner. I already forgot his name again. Rick. Rick. Mm-hmm. Add him up there, too. All right. It's a great list. I do love that your rankings are a lot of just ignoring other characters completely. Yeah. <laughs> no Elena, no Stefan, no Damon. No, none of them. <laughs> Not today. They don't rank. <laughs> Uh, how about crushes in these two episodes? Well, I know one of mine. <laughs> <laughs> can I have a cr- can I have a crush on a unit? Much like Jill can have a crush on uh, can rank uh, two characters together as a unit. Apparently, hell yeah! Then my crushes are one Alaric and then two Matt and Caroline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. I guess obviously Alaric is one of the crushes for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? <laughs> My other question would be uh, Emily because she is a crafty bitch. No, that was mine. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you could you could have Emily as well. <laughs> but I was gonna say specifically Emily and Bonnie's body. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, so good. <laughs> I must go. Wow, you guys, I love it. So good. Um, so that has been this episode of Empire Diaries. A long word for sure, and it's probably only going to get longer from now on, honestly. Oh my God. <laughs> Before we were doing it in a tight hour. That's never happening again. Yeah, whoops. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. Oh, uh, plugs. Uh, Leferg's on Twitter. I don't have Instagram. Uh, yeah, uh, Lorgan Mudich on, uh, on Twitter. And on Twitter, I'm Jilbo Baggins, but with two I's instead of two L's. <laughs> We're going to fight the other Jilbo Baggins. Don't forget. I'm a finder. <laughs> Goodbye, <laughs> listeners. Bye. Bye. Bye.